You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. We are in the Awake series. We're actually in the last Sunday of Awake, and it is all about four things in the kingdom of God. For those who have accepted Jesus' free gift of forgiveness and his blood that he shed, and you have believed it and received it, you are called children of the Most High God. And your dwelling place, your home is not earth, but it is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is not necessarily a place, it's a who. It's not necessarily a place, it's a who, it's a what. And what that what is, is the rule and the reign of who? God. It's the rule and the reign of the glory of God. That is the kingdom of God. It is perfect, it's unstoppable, it's unshakable, it is pure, it is wonderful, it is everything God would ever intend for his children to call paradise. It's his kingdom. And in order to live out his kingdom, Jesus came to bring the kingdom to sinful people. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And through Jesus, we can have citizenship in heaven. That is why we worship Jesus, is because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? He is the only way that we could ever have hope for a kingdom that is unshakable and will last when our body does not last any longer. And his kingdom is not fulfilled completely yet. It is coming when Jesus returns with all of heaven and his angels, and he comes and he takes all of his children home, and he makes the wrong right. And we will then rule and reign. Look at that reference there. The kingdom of God is ruling and reigning of God's kingdom, guess who's gonna be ruling and reigning? Do you know? Raise your hand if you're a follower of Christ. You will be ruling and reigning on this earth through the power of the kingdom of God. But here's the really, really, really cool thing is we can rule and reign in this earth right now over the powers of darkness and the dark domain, the evil domain. We can reign and rule over that through the power of Christ that's in you. If you call yourself a son of God, a daughter of God, that means you're saying that Jesus bought you with a price. And you are saying that you are no longer foreigners and aliens roaming this earth, but you are a citizen of heaven, an ambassador of a heavenly kingdom. You see, we are supposed to represent the kingdom of God. And how do we do that? Through the power of God that lives within us. The kingdom of God now through Jesus Christ and now through the power of the Holy Spirit lives in you. Does that excite anybody? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we love to have church together, by the way. If you're visiting, it's okay to say, woohoo, because God is good and We're to do it as a body, to build each other up. And I am way off my notes, so I need to fix and focus. So the kingdom of God, the four themes that we're going to carry on through the entire year of 2020 is this. In order to awake to the kingdom of God, there's four things that need to happen. You need to begin to see 
not physically, but spiritually through the lens of the kingdom of God. It changes everything. Your perspective is 2020, right? So why not have the kingdom perspective? But everything has to shift and change and surrender underneath the lens of the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is not the kingdom of this world. It will be, but the kingdom of God is different. It functions different, it processes different. It has systems that are completely different from our physical, earthly, fallen world. And so as we see, as God sees, we begin to enter into hearing the voice of God. Now, you can hear the voice of God just like anyone have teens right now. They can hear your voice, but they're not tuning in, right? (laughs) They're not tuning in. They hear you. It's like my wife talking to me and my son Joseph when we're watching Blippi, right? Phil, Phil, can you do that? Phil, can you do this? And we're fixed. I hear her, but I don't hear her. And so often we as kingdom people are hearing God all the time, but we're not tuning in and really listening. When that happens, your life will change. You want change in your life? Start listening to God. Start listening to the voice of God. And until you learn how to tune in, you're going to have to decipher what is God's voice and what isn't. But once you tune in and you start to learn that voice, and we'll talk about it in a minute, man, we start to experience kingdom living. And then the next one was act. Did you enjoy Brian Clark last week? Wow. Wowzer, wowzer, wowzers. If you haven't, Definitely check in, and he just shares stories of how he's seen the kingdom of God move through one thing, love. Just loving people. Not asking questions about their income, not asking questions to the homeless of why aren't they having a job, or someone who needs a car, not asking them any, just loving them. Loving them and building relationships, and that's how we act. But we can't act like Jesus until we start to see like Jesus and hear like Jesus and think like Jesus. And that, is, that takes a reset. That takes a waking up, a waking up to the kingdom of God. And the last thing that we're going to focus on today is grow. How many know that babies should never just stay babies? They should grow. We are called to grow because even though The power of Christ lives in us. The kingdom of God lives in us. We also have a human sinful body cavity. It's called the flesh. The Bible says the flesh. The powers of the flesh are against the powers of the spirit. And as long as we're living in this body, we are going to constantly have a battle and a wrestling match or a tug of war, if you will, with the flesh. And that's why we are not fully perfected in Christ yet. But our aim as children of the king and ambassadors of the kingdom, our goal should be to look more and more like Jesus and to represent the kingdom of God. And sadly, I believe this is going to change. I really, with all my heart, and I'm speaking by faith, I believe this is going to change in 2020. But sadly, in the past 50 years, we've seen a decline in the American Christian church. I believe wake-up call is, a wake-up call is happening even now in 2020. I believe the church is waking up. I really, really do. Do you? Okay, five of you do. 
Hopefully by the end of the service, we will all be jazzed and ready to wake up because listen, the kingdom of God is not going to come in its fullness until the church wakes up and begins to represent the kingdom of God like the original version that Jesus brought. Not the kingdom of God that many of you have experienced like me and are burnt Christians. The original message that Jesus brought. God, just be glorified in this moment. Just teach us in Jesus' name. Tony Evans, a great uh, preacher and pastor, he said this that has really resonated with me. He says this. He says, the great tragedy for the church today is if the local church exists but fails to make an impact and advance the kingdom of God. Then that church is just an A. If Elevation Community Church exists in Blanchester, Ohio, 45107, but we fail to make an impact and advance the kingdom of God, then we are just Elevation Community Church. And I'll go even further with the desire that you just hear my loving, gracious heart, but if... If we who call ourselves Christians, if we who call ourselves Christians wear the name tag as a Christian, come to church every Sunday, give faithfully, serve faithfully, and yet do not make an impact for the kingdom of God in and around you. You are failing as a representative of the kingdom of God. This is not a condemnation message. This is a wake-up call. If we call ourselves Christians, and if indeed the Spirit of God lives within us, and we are not advancing the kingdom of God, and making an impact on people's lives, we are failing to represent the kingdom of God that lives within us. That's a problem in the church. And I believe the only thing that's going to, to um, change that is a supernatural kingdom of God wake-up call. And many of you are hearing that wake-up call. And I believe that is going to change your life. It's going to change the trajectory of your family's life, and it's going to change the sphere of influence and impact that you have around you. And we're going to see our church grow, not necessarily numerically, but to grow in depth. The church of God is dying of lack of depth in the kingdom of God. And so my prayer, my heart for you guys every one of you watching on live stream, listening, is that you would receive that wake-up call and understand that the Spirit of God has a purpose and a plan for you, and that is to join the body of Christ, use your giftings, use your talents, use your strengths, use everything you have to do what you can to advance the kingdom of God right where you're at. Things will change. You will be walking not in the power of the flesh, but in the power of the Spirit. Things will change. The Bible, the Scripture will start to come to life inside of you. And you will not be able to not share it. 
You see, we are called to look differently than the world. Would you agree? We're called to look different. Do you see a difference? Do you see a difference in the church as a whole? Do you see a difference in your family and friends that are Christians? Because we are called to look different. We are called sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are called citizens of the kingdom of God. We are called holy priests to do the ministry of God. We are called ambassadors to represent the kingdom of God with the authority and immunity from the Almighty. And yet, our church is full of a bunch of baby Christians that never grow. It's probably not you, but maybe the person around you, right? It's never us. And so for the rest of this message, I wanna use the illustration of physical babies and the growth process it takes to get a baby through toddler, childhood, adolescence, from teenagers to hopefully, Lord willing, sooner than later, adulthood, right? Some of them takes till 30, <laughs> right? You may know some of those people who just seem to have that Toys R Us mentality. I never, I don't wanna grow up. I don't wanna grow up. I want everything given to me. I wanna depend on everyone for everything. And I believe there are significant similarities to the growth process for a baby going into adulthood as it is for the kingdom of God of us as spiritual babies to grow into spiritual, mature moms and dads, grandpas and grandmas in the kingdom of God. But growth is essential. Growth is a requirement of the kingdom of God. So, let's just get real. Why have babies in the first place? There's a bunch of answers going around. <laughs> if you're a husband, it's probably different than the wife, right? Why have babies? Because they're fun and cheap, inexpensive, right? <laughs> they do everything for us. <laughs> Why have babies? is to grow them so they don't stay babies. You don't have babies because you want a baby the rest of your life, right? It's kind of like birds. Have you ever watched the process of birds when the eggs hatch and they have the little chickies? And the mommy bird goes and flies and gets all the food and does everything and all the baby does is chirp, 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 chirp. That's all they do is because they can't do anything else. They are sufficiently dependent upon mama. And then daddy protects the nest from predators because they are vulnerable. They are weak and they are open. They're a target to the prey. But there comes a time after mommy's feeding and they grow feathers and they're, they're mature and they're talking bird language with their mama. There comes a time where mama says, you ain't gonna be in this nest any longer. 
It's time to grow up. It's time to go out in the world. It's time to go find your place and do what little birds do. And what does she do? She boot kicks them out of the nest. Says, fly, baby, fly. <laughs> right? Right? And if they don't fly, they have a rude awakening when they hit the ground. And yet the church is just, just come. Just stay in your diapers. Just, just drink milk all the rest of your life and it's okay. We need to start boot kicking our Christians out of the nest, <laughs> right? And say, fly, baby, fly. <laughs> Someone put him in E-Kids, would you? <laughs> You're going to get a boot kick in a minute. <laughs> yes, that's my son, by the way. <laughs> Okay, so why have babies? We want them to grow up, right? Parents, can you just agree with me? We want them to blossom. We want them to be successful. We want them to have a great life, even greater than the one that we have. We want them to find their place in the world. But most importantly, if we're honest, we want them to be an adult, be a healthy, mature citizen of this world and make an impact for the kingdom of God. You see... There's a, a, a slide right after the Tony Evans quote that says, um, we are not measured. We are not measured by how we talk or how we look or how we walk. We are measured by our impact. It doesn't matter how eloquently you can talk. It doesn't matter how successful your business is. It doesn't matter how incredible your marriage is. It matters the impact you are having on your kids, in your life, in your sphere of influence. We are measured by our impact. And so we want our babies to grow. They need provision, they need protection. That is why we invest our lives in nourishing them, protecting them, teaching them, guiding them, and loving them through every season of life. But there comes a time where we need to start boot kicking them with a gentle love of Jesus kick and say, grow, fly, baby, fly. Spread your wings, son. Start soaring, daughter. And if they're just growing up in this world, that's not enough. Because as they breathe their last breath, they're going to be accounted for in the spiritual realm in the kingdom of God. And so our desire as the church is to build up people and grow them into the knowledge and salvation of Jesus Christ and then disciple them and equip them to be adults in the kingdom of God, making great impact through the power of God. That is the desire and the design of the church, by the way. So the problem is that I have seen growing up, and again, I speak by faith. I believe this is going to be changing and already is changing in the atmosphere in 2020. But we have seen way too much, way too many Christians stay baby Christians their whole life. They may be Christians and walk with the Lord for 50 years, but they're still an infant in the Lord. That is not right, that is not healthy, and that is not desired by the King of Kings. That is not our purpose. Our purpose is to grow up in the ways of the Lord so we can make impact for the Lord. 
And so, I just thought I'd show you a picture to kind of give you an illustration if the whole church just stayed babies. <laughs> it's not pretty at all. Can you imagine if all of you walked in from Sunday to Sunday and walked out like this? No, but it happens. It happens all over the churches in this world is people come to be fed by the church, to be led by the church, and the pastor is supposed to be your parent. Not here. You are called to grow up. Now, we're here to feed you. We're here to love you. We're here to nourish you. But our goal is to grow you up in the ways of the Lord so you become a mature adult to help someone else grow up in the Lord. That's the desire. That's what Paul talks about all in the New Testament about building the church of the kingdom of God. And so to help us prevent looking like this, we need to look at the stages of growth for a baby to adulthood and start to apply it to our spiritual life in the kingdom of God. We have to. What's at stake? Your life. What's at stake? Your legacy. What's at stake? The community around you. The lost. Do you realize that the lost are waiting for you to represent the kingdom of God to them? One that is done through the power and the love of Christ Jesus that changes hearts and lives. You don't have to change anyone. You just have to be the kingdom of God right where you're at. You need to wake up, smell the coffee, start to see and hear and act, and you will grow. You will grow, trust me. So the first stage of growth is what? Being a baby, yeah? But there's something before that. You have to be born first. You have to be born in order to be considered a baby that is going to grow in this earth. Right? Right? Okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> is our birth. If you don't have a birth certificate, you're still a human being. That doesn't mean that you weren't born. It just shows you who you were born to and where. And it's the same in the kingdom of God. We have to be born into the kingdom of God. We're born physically into sin. That's why we have all the problems we have, by the way. Why is this person doing this? And why is this? And why do we have uh, confusion with sexuality? And why do we have this? Why do Sin. Sin. That's why we have to be born into the kingdom of God, spiritually, supernaturally, inward, in our soul and spirit that will never pass away but will continue to live on we have to be born and jesus calls it born again we are born into the kingdom let's look at john chapter 3 john chapter 3 if you have your bibles turn to it i'm going to go through several scriptures through all these stages and we're going to blitz it in the next 15 minutes, so let's go. Buckle up, everybody. Jesus said to Nicodemus, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. If you can't see the kingdom of God, you can't hear the kingdom of God. You can't hear or see the kingdom of God, you can't act out, live out the kingdom of God. If you can't see and hear and act out the kingdom of God, you can't enter the kingdom of God. You have to be born into the kingdom. 
Nicodemus says, what do you mean? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Pretty true, Nicodemus. I mean, that's, yeah. Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water, physical, our body, our physical cavity, and spirit, God's kingdom through Jesus. He says, humans can't reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. But the Holy Spirit, can you read this, gives birth birth to spiritual life. Can we read it together? The Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when Jesus says, you must be born again. You have to be born. So when a baby is born, and in order for growth to happen, there needs to be change, right? Are you with me? In order for growth to happen, change has to occur. Change in the body, change in the operation and the functionality, right? And if those changes don't occur, they, the doctors start to assess that and give what the baby needs to get to that place. That's really important. And even in your life, this is something I learned from my life coach in 2006. I'll never forget it. He said, Phil, If you want to grow, you need to embrace change. And in order to embrace change, you need to be okay with a sense of loss. Because whenever you change something, something is lost. Sometimes it's positive. Sometimes it's a really good change and sense of loss. Sometimes it's very painful and hurtful and hard to let go of but we have to lose something. So when we're born spiritually, in order to grow, we need to embrace the change as the kingdom of God starts to rewire us and reprogram us. We need to change, but in order to change, we need to let go of something. We need to let go of the world. We need to let go of our addictions. We need to let go of our distractions. We need to let go of our desires and our wants and our flesh. We gotta let go of that. We have to lose ourselves in order to gain life. Second Corinthians 5, 14 says this, Jesus died for everyone. I love that, by the way. Everyone. Yes, everyone. He died for everyone every human being. And at night to shine, we get to give that message to so many people. He died for everyone so so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will what? Live for Christ who died and raised for them. So you are, in order to grow, you have to change your ways. The kingdom of God needs to reprogram you. But in order to change, you have to lose yourself to gain Christ. For I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives within me. Right? So the growth 101 with our birth is the sign of a successful birth. Get this, I love this. The Lord spoke this to me yesterday and I was so giddy. I was like Joseph this morning, going like this. I was so excited. What is the sign of a healthy birth? When the baby is delivered, what is the greatest sign to a mother's ears? It's a cry. And that is the last time it's a pleasing sound to the mother's ears. I remember holding my breath waiting for them to clear Joseph's nostrils and his throat. 
and waiting for that cry. And then that cry, I could say, Do you know what the successful sign of someone being born as a baby in the kingdom of God is a cry. You begin to cry out for Abba Daddy. You begin to cry out for the things that are not of this world. You begin to cry for real truth. You begin to cry out for God's loving power and his embrace. And then you begin to cry out for those who haven't experienced God's love. It's that cry within us, in our spirit, that proves to us that we are truly children of the kingdom of God. Real life change is all about crying for the things of God. And you can't have the things of God if you don't have God himself. So we have to have birth. Secondly, we need to have food. A baby's life depends on food and water. And as the child grows into an adulthood, and even on this earth, as long as you're living, you are dependent upon food and water, are you not? You don't have it, you're not going to survive very well and long. So with a baby, we start with milk or formula, right? Try not to give them too much of the wrong thing or the wrong things. You don't give a baby a T-bone steak. You don't give them a whole apple. You don't even give them solid foods right away. You give them milk for them to digest and to build up their organs and their system. Our human life depends on food, and guess what? As spiritual infants and babies, we depend upon the food that only God's kingdom can give. If you're not eating things of the kingdom of God, you will not grow. You will starve that kingdom baby within you. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Write this down and look at it today. So get rid Lose, let go, throw in the trash, all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, deception, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Be awake, be done with it. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will, what's that word? Say it loud with me. So that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. I love this translation, how it says that. It's about growing into your experience of salvation with Jesus. So what that means is you have one experience and then you have another experience and you're experiencing him from one experience to the next. You're experiencing his salvation and you're growing more like Jesus. And as you grow more like Jesus, the kingdom of God bubbles up more and more in you, out of you, through you, and to other people. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk. Cry out, there's that word, cry out for nourishment. Now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness, so growth 101 with our food as a baby in, in, in order to grow properly, so much of a child's life 
is dependent upon food and water. So it is with our spiritual growth. You need the right source of food. What is the main food that the kingdom of God gives us? His word. You want to know what's true, you need to seek out his word. We are blessed, blessed these last uh, several hundreds of years to have translations in almost every language. God's love letter and growth manual is given to us. But we also have the food of our time with the Father. No longer are we separated from a temple or a veil. God is with us. And so his food is his presence. He feeds us with his presence. He feeds us with his love and nourishment and his embrace. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, he nourishes us and builds us and protects us and provides for us and guides us and leads us. So we have no excuse for not growing. We have no excuse. The people who didn't have the Bible when the church was planted in the upper room with the Holy Spirit, man, they grew fast because they were open and activated, or they were open to the Holy Spirit and they allowed him to activate their life and the kingdom of God came and changed them and they craved for the spiritual food of God. And that's what's changed our world is the church. Are we ready to step up and grow out of babies to help bring the kingdom of God and change our community? So much is at stake. And so we have birth and then we have food. I'd like to touch on real quick of how we hear, how we think, and how we talk is so important. Look at a baby. You think they can't hear you, but oh, they can hear you. Proverbs 4. A brother of mine sent it to me about a week ago, and I've been feeding on this. Proverbs 4, it says, my child, listen to me. In order to listen, you got to stop talking. you got to stop doing, and you got to stand still, sit still, and listen to me, and do as I say. You do not fully listen until you do what you listen to. I will teach you wisdom's way and lead you in straight paths. How many know, especially parents here, how many know that the voices, the many voices that your children listen to and begin to trust and then believe has a huge impact on who they become? Guess what? It is no different in the kingdom of God. You've got to guard and protect your mind and your heart. That's why Paul says it all the time. Guard your heart. Guard your mind. Be in truth. Always discern and decipher what is truth and what is a lie. Always ask yourself, who told me that? Where did I learn that from? And does God say it in his word? Because we got to test that in order to grow. You know, I, I can't get into it much, but hearing, if you have been born into the kingdom of God by the power of Christ that lives within you, okay? God is speaking to you all the time, all the time, through his word, through his spirit, through other people. He's speaking all the time. The father is speaking to his children. And when Lauren was pregnant with Emery, and I did this with Joseph, but I used Joseph in an, an earlier illustration, I began to speak and sing 
look foolish doing it on Lauren's stomach, but begin to speak to Emery and pray for her. Why? I wanted her to know daddy's voice. In the moment that she was born, I got to hold her first. And I began to speak to Emery. This is daddy. Daddy loves you. I've been waiting for you, babe. Do you think she understood what I was saying? No. She didn't learn her language yet. She didn't come out of the womb singing blippy songs and simple songs. She came out of the womb crying, right? But she knew daddy's voice. And so now as she's growing, she's two years old, going on 13. <laughs> and she doesn't know full sentences really yet. So, she, so I can't speak fluently to her yet, but she knows daddy's voice. And when she starts to learn words, she's putting words with daddy's voice and understanding with those words. The moment you're born and you accept Jesus' free gift and you allow God's kingdom to come in and change you, daddy is talking to you. Will you listen? Will you listen and tune in? How we think as a baby and a child they want to know why, why, why do you say this, Daddy? Why? It's the word is why, 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 right? Finally, you say, Son, just stop asking me why. But they want to know truth. They want to know how to think. They want to know what is right. They want to know how things work. They want to know how things function. They want to know why they're feeling the way they're feeling. That is normal and natural and God designed. And as they grow, they develop this confidence as they grow into teenagers, not asking why anymore, but they grow in this confidence that they don't need to know anything else anymore, right? They know everything. You don't have to tell them anymore. And so they have this confidence until they reach mature, genuine adulthood. Then they realize that everything that they knew really wasn't anything. They thought they knew everything, but it sure wasn't. The more you know, the more you know that you don't know, right? And that's how it is with the kingdom of God. Romans 12, verse 2. I love this. He says, don't copy the behaviors or customs. Or it says, you know, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Renewing the mind is all about rethinking. Renewing the mind is changing how you think. And where you go for resource and for truth to change that thinking is absolutely life or death. It's either truth or it's a lie. And so we need to renew our minds through the power of the truth and the Holy Spirit that lives within us. You should be testing everything that I am speaking today through the Word of God and the Holy Spirit that lives within you. So how we hear, how we think, 
and how we talk. Do you realize that there is power in your kids' words? There is power in your words. The Bible uses the illustration of a rudder on a boat. It's one of the smallest pieces of the boat, but yet it steers the direction of the ship. The power of the tongue, this tool, your tongue, how you talk, steers the kingdom within you or the lack thereof. How you speak should be representing the things of God. If not, you are directing your life in a wrong path, and it's not just you that's going to get hurt, but others in the process. James 1.19, we're going to do a series in, in February on the book of James. I'm so excited about that. It says, be quick to listen and slow to open your mouth. Stop talking and start listening. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So you better listen and allow God to pour in the kingdom into your heart first before you speak. Colossians 3, verse 16 through 17 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Can we read this together, starting with teaching? Ready? Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Everybody, with thanks, thankfulness, yes, sorry, in our hearts to God. And whatever you do, grow through how we hear, how we think, and how we act. I'm going to get to the last point, but I want to say this, and I say this in a loving, challenging way. To decipher if you're still a baby or not, Christian, ask yourself, how comfortable am I praying out loud? Because we can talk for hours about the political stuff. We could talk for hours about our favorite music and the things that we've read on the post on social media. We can talk for hours and hours and hours upon the latest, you name it, that is being sold. And, the, you, you, you know, whether they're good or bad or, or in the middle, we could talk about everything. But when someone asks you, will you pray? I don't know what to say. I don't. No, you're still a baby. You're still needing spiritual milk, and that's okay, but you're designed to grow. You're designed to know and hear and think and talk the things of the kingdom, not this world. So babies are aware and alert, but they can't talk they don't know what they're hearing necessarily. They don't know how to think for themselves yet, but they're alert and aware. If you're a growing Christian, you need to know truth. You need to know the things of the kingdom and be alert and aware to those things. And the more you grow, the more you're going to know. And the more you know and experience, the more you're going to grow in depth. And you're going to grow up and make an impact on other people for the kingdom of God. And so the band can come up now. Uh, yeah, come on up. I, I, I messed up my cue word for them. But I'm going to talk about it now. 
is walk. How many of you have experienced a child walking, learning to walk? Yeah. How many of you stand over them their first time that they start to crawl and then they get up and walk and they fall on their bottom and say, you loser, what are you doing? You should be walking on your tippy toes by now. Why are you falling on your bottom? No, we'd boot kick you, wouldn't we? No, you do the opposite, I know we do. When Emery and Joseph were walking and, and I got to experience uh, Hannah Yelverton and, and, and Judah starting to walk, what would we do when they fall? We wouldn't go, <gasps> You like that sound effect? That was good. We wouldn't go, <gasps> why? They'd start to cry, they'd think something was wrong, so we'd go, yay, you fell. <laughs> but when a person is born into the kingdom, we have this expectation that they're just supposed to know how to walk. And we beat them down when they make mistakes and they fall. And they go back to their old habits and their old ways and we kick them out of the church. What? We should be going, hey, at least you're trying to get up and walk. Most people who never grow, they never walk. They just sit and feed and feed and feed. You have to grow and walk and in order to walk, you usually have two categories of people around you. Number one is you have a guide, mommy or daddy, grandma and grandpa, uncle and whoever is usually there to help you and to kind of follow you so that you don't fall and hit your head. And then you usually have a cheering squad, those who are saying, yeah, usually grandma, right? Yay! Encouraging them to walk. So it should be with all of you and me. If you're learning to walk in the kingdom of God and the ways of God, who is guiding you? Is it the Holy Spirit? Is it the word of God? And is it other believers who are farther ahead of you? Why should a baby be mentoring a baby? The blind leading the blind. You need to find someone who is living in a different stage of growth than you are in the kingdom of God. And then you need a cheering squad. Who's going to cheer you on in this walk in the kingdom? If you don't have those two things, it's going to be harder to walk. And what are we talking about walking in the kingdom of God? It's Galatians 5. It says, walk, stay in step. Walk by the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That's how we're supposed to be walking in the kingdom is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And yet so many Christians don't even recognize the Holy Spirit in their life. How are you going to walk? How are you going to be fed? Stay in the high chair because without the Holy Spirit, you ain't doing much in the kingdom of God. Amen? This is good stuff. This is really good stuff that we need to start hashing through. We need to start talking about it. And we're going to continue to talk about this stuff the rest of the year. You see, what is the main like arrival of a kid becoming an adult? What is the biggest warning, not warning sign, but the biggest sign that they have arrived? It's called dependency. Band, you can start in the back. I'm going to lead us into time of worship. 
It's called dependency, where they're not dependent any longer on mom and dad. Financially, physically, emotionally, mentally. They're able to go out, they're able to walk, they're able to speak the language, they're able to make healthy choices. They're able to not be dependent on everyone else, right? We know 40, 50 years old that have never grown out of that. And that's sad, and we'll pray for them. But you know the sign of a spiritual baby reaching spiritual maturehood is when they're no longer dependent on other people and the church to grow. Someone wanted to clap. They're dependent only on the Holy Spirit and Daddy. And now they actually become the church of helping others grow. So when they come to church, they're not looking to be fed. They're looking to feed someone else. That's how you know you've reached spiritual, mature adulthood. And I want to end as we enter into worship. I want to end with this scripture. And it goes like this in Ephesians 4. It says that their responsibility, the pastors, the teachers, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, their responsibility is to equip God's people, you, to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until, until we all come to such unity in our faith and the knowledge of God's son that we will be mature, mature in the Lord measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. That's where we want to go, church. That's where life change is going to continue to happen. That's how we're going to change our community. That's how we're going to change our world. Would you stand with me? Awake. Awake. I speak awakeness. I speak alertness and awareness to the things of God. And I challenge you right now to begin talking with the Father. Start worshiping the Father. If you don't know what to say, don't know what to sing, it's okay. Just tell Daddy you love him and thank him for saving you. We need to begin to worship God. The altar's open. If you want prayer, come on forward, but let's worship. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.